我们刚刚吃完午餐，这一节是最容易睡觉。Especially after a sumptuous lunch, now this session it is easy for us to doze off. 有时候我们睡着了，但是却不是很沉，一下就会醒。And sometimes we may doze off and drift away, and it may be a shallow sleep. 但是如果你睡得很沉的话，人家叫你也叫不醒。But if you get into a deep sleep, then it is very hard for others to wake you up. 那叫不醒的话，那会遇到很大的问题。and if other people cannot wake you up, then there is a problem. And that is to say, even if the alarm clock keep ringing and you still couldn't get up, you cannot even go to work. And also, if you were to be driving and you fall asleep behind the wheels, it can be very dangerous. Then the question is, what if our spirit has gone into a deep sleep? What should we do? Let's all turn to Psalm 13. Psalm 13, verse 3. Psalm 13, verse 3. Verse 3, consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. So over here, this is the prayer, a psalm of David. And David, he often faced many trials. He was persecuted by his enemies. And Saul wanted his life. And while he was a fugitive running away for his life, he knew that every single second and moment is very dangerous. And if he would fall asleep, deep sleep, then perhaps the enemy will be upon him. So therefore, David asked of the Lord not to fall into a deep sleep. But however, this sleep is not a sleep in the body, but rather it is a sleep of the spirit. Because over here it says to enlighten my eyes. That is to say, my spiritual eyes cannot fall asleep. Because what happens if you fall asleep, you cannot see. And if the danger is upon you, you won't know. And you won't see any opportunities as well. So that is why you cannot fall asleep in your spirit. And of course, this topic is very vast. So today we're going to study from different perspectives to remind us not to fall asleep in our spirit. And also in what areas we may tend to fall asleep. And of course, it is very important that you can never fall asleep when you are engaging in a battle. Let's all turn to the book of Judges. Judges 4, 21. 
Judges chapter 4, verse 21, Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple. And it went down into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. So over here, it spoke of a great general. He died. Why is it that he actually died? Because he actually fell asleep in the battlefield. And, and we see how Sisera, he is the general of the enemy who was pursuing after the Israelites. And so the Israelites, under the guidance of their leader, the judge Deborah, they were able to gain victory. But however, Sisera, the, the enemy general, they were running for their lives. Now, of course, when you're running for your life, you got to stay awake. You got to be alert and vigilant in your battle. But yet, in the battlefield, he actually fell asleep. Why is it that he fell asleep? Because he relaxed. And so Sisera, he went into the home of the wife of Heber, and her name is Jael. Perhaps in the past, they already knew of this family. And because they were friends before. So that's why he was very relaxed. He knew that there shouldn't be a problem coming to their home. And then so he came to know of the wife whose name is Jael. And then so she told he so therefore he told this lady, um, please watch out at the tent because I'm going to take a rest. And he was very thirsty, so he drank some water. And also he drank some milk. Now that he is full in his tummy, so now he's ready to fall asleep. And then while he was sleeping, and then we see how this lady, this woman, J.L., she is against this man. So therefore, when Sisera, this general, was fall asleep, we see how J.L., the wife of Herbert, she took a ten pack and a hammer, and she just nailed it down into the temple of Sisera. And this great and mighty warrior general Sisera just died. So of course, if he were to be holding his sword, there's no way this lady can harm him. But yet he put down his armor, he put down all of his weapons, he put down all of his guard, and therefore he fell fast asleep. So when he died, he did not even know which hand 
cause him to die. 这个就是告诉我们一个非常重要的属灵的教训。So that is why over here it tells us of a very important spiritual truth. 一个人在征战、在危险的时候。When a person is engaging in battle and facing danger in his life, he is absolutely not able to sleep. He has to be very careful. There is no way he can fall asleep. He has to be very vigilant. When he is in very dangerous situation, he has to be very vigilant. And even at the very critical, dangerous point, he has to wake himself up. Because danger is always present. Because danger is right at his doorstep. What kind of danger is there today? So today, let us look at ourselves. What kind of danger is around us? We are fighting. Are we engaging in battle? No, it's wrong. The Bible says that every Christian, every person, every Christian, we are engaging in a spiritual battle every single day. This is not just a spiritual battle in the body. This is a spiritual spiritual battle. We look at the Epistle to the Corinthians. Let's all turn to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse three. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse three. 这里说，因为我们虽然在血气中行事，却不凭血气征战。Verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. 第四节。我们征战的兵器本不属乎血气，乃是在神面前有能力，可以攻破坚固的营垒。Verse four: For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. 这里告诉我们，我们基督徒每天、每时、每刻都有一个战争。So over here, this verse allow us to understand that as Christian, every single moment of our day is in a spiritual battle. 这是肉体跟灵魂的战争。And that is a battle between the flesh and the spirit. 是魔鬼跟神的战争。And it's a battle between God and Satan. 是永生跟永行的战争。And it is a battle between eternal life and eternal condemnation. 这是光明跟黑暗的战争。And it's a battle between light and darkness. 这个战争的战场就在我们心里。And this battlefield is right there in our heart. And we are part of this battle. 对于还没有信主的人来说 ，For those who have yet to believe in the Lord， 魔鬼啊会尽所能阻挡他来信主。And Satan, the devil, will use all ways to stop the person from believing in the Lord. 就像第四节这里说，有坚固的堡垒啊围着这个人的心呢。As in verse four over here, it says that there are strongholds that is pulling down this person. 为什么要带来信主那么难？ Why is it so difficult for us to bring people to the Lord? And you will find that it's easier for you to sell something than to sell the gospel. And if you ask other people to come to church, they can't see God in the church. And people are so busy with their lives. And they're so arrogant in their heart. And you want them to repent, to confess of their sins, to believe in God, and to come to church every week. And of course, the devil is stopping them, avoiding them to come to church. That's why sometimes we see the evangelical work of our church is stalling to a halt. Because we cannot break through in terms of our battle. So at this point in time, we need to be vigilant and pray. Sometimes we find that recently we don't have any true seekers in the church. And then perhaps we have fallen asleep. 
But sometimes it may be on the contrary. It seems like the church is expanding, flourishing. But yet we can also slumber in our spirit. And then we may say that, oh, thank God, where so many truth seekers coming to the church is so wonderful. But in fact, behind all this expansion of sacred work, the devil is also attacking us. And thank God we have branched out the church and many people are baptized but yet the devil is surrounding us, attacking us so that we will be divided into different groups so that we will be against each other and that we have all this inner tension within the church. And on the outside, it seems like interpersonal problems. But in fact, Satan is attacking. Because when we relax, in fact, we have fallen asleep. We think that there are many truth seekers, but yet we don't pray for them seriously. We don't follow up with them. Then they're all gone. Then we think that, oh, the church is so smooth in terms of flourishing and expanding the work. And then suddenly we find this huge storm that just flood the church. But in fact, in the spirit, all this attack is from the devil. So we must wake up. So be aware that the Battlefield is fighting every day. Sometimes we want to bring through seekers. And we've already made the arrangement, and yet suddenly, last minute, something happened in their home. They can't come. No and sometimes they agree to be baptized, and at the last minute, they withdraw. And sometimes, even at the baptismal site, they are right in the water, and yet we cannot finish the baptism. And that reminds us that we have battles in the church. And there's also battles in the family as well. And then you find that we want to expand the church work, the husband and wife as a team, we want to serve God together. And yet the battle comes, we see that our children run into problems. And then husband and wife, there's tension, there's problems. Then what do we do? So do not sleep no more. Because the devil is after your life. He is after your spiritual life. So we must wake up right away. And to take up the weapons of the spirit. It's not based according to your emotion or according to your flesh. You must pray. And you must pray and gain power before the Lord. And that if necessary, you must also engage fasting and prayer. And to fast and pray for the church. And the church must announce fasting and prayer. And if necessary, you must also fast and pray for your family members. Because, because the devil is almost snatching them away, you must fast and pray for them. And this battle is definitely engaging with our spirit. Let's turn to 1 Peter. 
First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two, verse seventeen. First Peter chapter two, verse seventeen. First Peter chapter two, verse seventeen. 亲爱的弟兄啊，你们是客旅，是寄居的。我劝你们要禁戒肉体的私欲，这私欲是与灵魂征战的。啊，第几节？啊，彼得前书二章十一节。哦 ，verse eleven. First Peter chapter two, verse eleven. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Here it says that we are fighting against, warring against the soul. And our whole church is also battling against. And in the days of Nehemiah, when they were building the city wall, they were also fighting in the battle. Let's all turn to the book of Nehemiah. 第四章 Nehemiah chapter four. 二十一节 Verse twenty-one. 四章的二十一节 Four twenty-one. 尼西米记四章二十一节 Nehemiah chapter four, verse twenty-one. 于是我们做工，一半拿兵器，从天亮直到星宿出现的时候，二十二节 Twenty-two. 那时我又对百姓说，个人和他的仆人当在耶路撒冷住宿，好在夜间保守我们白昼的工作。这里是记载啊，他们怎么样来警醒 ？So over here it speaks about how they stay vigilant. 他们在盖城墙，盖到一半了。And so they were building the city wall and halfway. 但是那些外邦人呢，一直要阻挡他们。And yet all these Gentiles, they were Against them, 恐吓他们 ，and also threatening them， 逼迫他们 ，and also persecuting them。他们准备晚上来攻击他们。So here we see how in the night they were coming to attack them。但是尼西米不怕 ，but yet Nehemiah he wasn't afraid。今天我们也不怕属灵的征战。So today we are also not afraid of the spiritual battle。因为信仰本身就是一场征战。Because our faith itself it is a battlefield。但是我们要有兵器。But we must have weapons。二十一节。Verse twenty-one. So over here, Nehemiah tells the people half of them carry the spears, the other half will also work. You cannot send all the people to build walls and no one holding the weapons. Because you cannot send all the people to work and no one holding the weapons. You see, look, when the priest wants to sleep, but he has a guard with him to protect his weapons, can someone kill him? Can he kill him? So think about it. At that time, if the general Caesarea would fall asleep, if he has a guard right beside him, no one can. Harm him at all? 没没办法了嘛 Because of course not. 因为他身边没有人 Because there's no guard beside him. 也没有人拿着武器 No one holding the weapon, watching, protecting him. 所以一个妇人都可以把他杀掉 So that is why even a woman can kill Caesarea. 这个是一个很清楚的道理 So this is a very, very clear truth. 那今天我们教会也是一样 Today our church is the same. 你要推动圣工，圣工越多，魔鬼的攻击就越多。So when we are expanding the church work, the more we do the church work, the more the devil is attacking us. 如果这个教会懒懒散散，没有什么圣工了。And if this church is so lazy, then there's no church work. 不传福音，不买会堂，不盖教会，不分社，没有什么事。We don't spread the gospel. We don't build another church. We don't do any sacred work. 这种灵战哦，没有那么明显。Then the spiritual battle is not that obvious. 但那是另外一种问题了哈。But of course, that's another problem altogether. 你不能说传道这样，我们不要属灵征战，所以什么圣工都不要做。不能这样子，这也是另外一个问题。Now, of course, you cannot say the excuse. Then, well, then it's better for us not to do anything. Then we have no spiritual battle. 我们是说一定有属灵的征战。We are saying that there 
will definitely be a spiritual battle. So you must carry your weapons. That is to say, you're doing holy work on one hand, you must also cultivate your spirit on the other hand. And that you must learn the word of God so that you can cultivate yourself. And also understand that when you come to the church, there will be hindrance. And you must carry the word of God so that you can overcome all these hindrances. And that you must have faith toward the word of God. Here in verse 22, it says, So it says that no one can fall asleep, that we must have a guard by night. So because, think about it, you work in the day and then you fall asleep at night, but there's no night guard, when you wake up, all the work is destroyed. The church is the same today. So sometimes we are expanding our sacred work, but if we don't stay alert and pray, and, and we don't watch over those sheep that are weak, or the true seekers, or even the inner tensions and conflicts, then all the work you do in the day will be destroyed in the night. So that is why it is so critical that we cannot fall asleep while we are engaging in the battle. Second point. And that is to say we cannot fall asleep in our comfort zone. What is the comfort zone? And in fact, the comfort zone is a very dangerous place. In the Bible, you cannot find this word comfort zone. But yet, the Bible speaks of a character who actually fall asleep in his comfort zone. Let's turn to the book of Judges. Judges 16. 十六章第十八节。十六章第十八节。16章19。16章19。大力拉是参孙枕着他的膝睡觉。叫了一个人来剔除了他头上的七条法面。于是大力拉克制了他。他的力气就离开他了。So Judges 16, uh, Judges 16, verse 19, here, over here it says that she lured him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shaved off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. So here it speaks of this Samson, this great warrior. He was a worker of God. He is also a Nazarite. He should actually maintain his purity. And that this Nazarite can work for God all of his life. But yet, he did not keep himself pure. All the words and all the covenant that God has given for him, he has broken them. And he cannot touch the dead corpses, yet he did it. 
He cannot drink wine, and he also drink wine. And God gave him a very, very great gift, and that is this great power and might. And that with a skull, he can overcome a thousand of the enemies. And that he can use with his bare hands and rip apart the lion's um, flesh. And so don't even talk about the lion's flesh. We cannot even tear apart a piece of and Samson, he was so mighty and so powerful in his might, he can just tear apart the lion's flesh. In fact, he can do a lot of work for God. And yet, he is also not just someone who is mighty and, and warrior and foolish in the head. And he is also very eloquent. He can write um, and solve riddles. He's also very brave. So in fact, as a judge, he is able to revive the faith of the Israelites. But yet, it is very sad that Samson's um, his downfall is so tragic. In fact, God had gave him this power that no one can harm him. But yet the secret of his might is hidden in his head. Because he knew that if anyone were to shave off his hair, he would lose all of his strength. In fact, it is not in his hair, but really it's the, the abidance of God. Because a Nazarite, they cannot shave their hair. And because long hair for men is a kind of shame, and they need to represent the shame for God. That is to say, Samson, since young, he has never shaved his hair at all. So he has never broken this one law. But yet all the rest of the law that God has given him, he has broken them all. And it's just this one last law that he holds on. So God has not totally departed from him. God still used him to overcome his enemies. But sometimes we make a mistake. Sometimes we think that when God abides with us, it means that God is pleased with us. So let us repeat again. We think that when we have the abidance of God, it equals God is pleased with us. Because Samson, he's so mighty in power. Yeah, he has committed so many sins, and we see him still working for God. He thought he's very okay, that's no problem. But in fact, God is on the bridge of leaving him. He didn't know about it, he didn't repent about it. And we see how Samson, he is, um, he is very much immersed in sexual immorality. Let's look at um, 16 verse 1. Um, 16 verse 1. And here we see how Samson, he went to Gaza, he saw a harlot, and he went into her. 
He saw a harlot. 还是外邦的妓女，外邦人东去到外邦人的地方，非利士的地方，看到一个非利士的妓女。And this was in the um land of the Gentiles, the land of the Philistines, and he saw a prostitute, a harlot over there. 这里说他就与她发生性行为了，就跟她在一起了。And here the Bible says that he went into her, meaning that he had sexual um relationship with this harlot. 他犯了大大的罪啊。And he had committed this grave sin before God. Philistines, 看到哇，我们这个敌人参孙来了，那怎么可以对付他呢 ？And so the enemies, the Philistines, see that now our enemy Samson is right here on our land. What should we do? 没有一个男人，甚至没有一个军队可以打赢参孙。Not a single man, not a single army can ever overcome Samson. 但是男人的弱点在哪里 ？But where is the weakness of a man? 就是女人。Is the woman? 对有一些男人来说，对很多男人来说，致命的地方就是女士。To some men, or perhaps most men out there, their weakest link, their weakest point, is women. Samson 可以克服所有的勇士的男人，但是他没有克服自己的情欲。And Samson, yes, he can overcome all these men and warriors out there, but he cannot overcome the weakness of women. 他没有办法克服这个致命的大力啦。And he cannot overcome this woman named Delilah. This, this Philistine said, "Hey, Delilah, you come and try it. From Samson's mouth, find out his power secret. We can overcome it." And so the Philistines they asked Delilah, "Please go to Samson, entice him, and let him tell us his secret of his strength." Wow, that Samson is not a stupid man. And Samson, he is not stupid. He knows Delilah will tell him his secret. Of course, he knew that Delilah is after his secret. 每次他在问，他就随便讲一个答案给他。And every time Delilah approached him, he would just casually gave gave her an answer. 啊，骗了他两三次。And then 三次，总共三次。And then he deceived her three times. 每次参孙被绑起来，被怎么样？哦，后来发觉原来他的秘密没有真正讲起来。And, and then Samson was bound a couple of times, and then Delilah realized that he did not actually share his ultimate secret. In fact, if Samson is um in more intelligent enough, he should know that this woman is after his life. Let's look at verse 15. 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. Then she said to him. How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength was. Oh, you see this Delilah, she cries, she talks, she taunts. And then we see how this Delilah, she cries, she pesters him day after night. Verse 16. Delilah, every day, beats him. So every day she pestered him with her words. 甚至他的心里烦闷的要死啊。Until he was vexed to death. 我在有想一个问题，为什么参孙不离开达利拉 ？So think about this question. Why is it that Samson could not leave Delilah? 他早就应该看出他的问题啊。He should have realized what she was after. 但是参孙大概觉得说，我可以控制，我这个没有问题，我可以控制整个的 situation， 这个环境。So perhaps Samson was thinking that well. The whole situation is under his control, so no problem. Perhaps he really loved this woman, Delilah. But perhaps, I think most importantly, he cannot tear himself away from the sexual lust. Verse 17. Verse 17. 
所以从来没有人剃头到剃我的头。他说：“我从母胎就跪神，就拿西尔人。”因为自从我从母胎就跪神，就拿西尔人。因为自从我从母胎就跪神，就拿西尔人。因为自从我从母胎就跪神，就
But yet he didn't know. 也许他觉得没有关系。Maybe he think that it's all right. 但是他的头发就是在他躺在大力拉的大腿的时候被剪掉了。So this is what happened when he was asleep. On the knees of Delilah, the seven locks of his head were shaved off. Then we see he has such a tragic ending. Because God's spirit departed from Samson. Let's look at verse 19. Verse 19, then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength Left him. So here it says that once the hair is gone, his strength is gone as well. Verse 20. Delilah says that the Philistines are upon you, Samson. He awoke from his sleep and he said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But yet he didn't know that the Lord had departed from him. So his strength is gone. He was captured by the enemy. And his eyes were being gouged out. And because his whole life is the last of the eyes that had caused him to go astray. So his eyes were gouged out by the enemies. He was being shamed by the enemies. So he has lost everything. Why is it that this happened to him? That is to say, he has, he actually died in his comfort zone. He did not, it's not his wife. And he was lying in the bosom of the woman from the enemy. And he was lying in the bosom of a harlot. And he was lying in the bosom of a spy from the enemy. Samson can you blame who? So who can he blame, Samson? In fact, Samson called all this problem upon himself. So today, the devil may send a gentle reminder to some beautiful women in the same way, beware that perhaps. The devil will also send some woman into your life, causing you to have another affair. And maybe it's not just the woman, but also the other way around. They can send a man to the to to you as a sister. 反正不该有的感情，你婚姻之外的感情。And that is to say, all this relationship that's outside of your marriage that is not permissible. 还有肉体的这个快乐。And also the pleasures of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes. All these are so dangerous; it will cause you to die. So you got to be alert. You got to run. And once you sense the temptation, you got to get up and run. Don't just go headlong into the pit. So as we studied earlier, the flesh is warring against the spirit. 
No one can ever go away from his temptation. Unless you rely upon God and that you are extra cautious. And this morning we also spoke about King Solomon. He also fell in this zone. David also fell in this zone. Samson also fell in this zone. So we must ask God to Preserve us. And of course, um, we know that Delilah, she is an adulterous woman. She was there to entice Samson. And the Bible says that in fact, the great and almighty harlot is not just a woman or an adulterous lady. In fact, the Bible has described the entire world is the great harlot, it is the great Delilah. The whole world, it is a great comfort zone for you. Because you are so relaxed in there, and that you will slumber in your sleep. And that you feel that everything is just wonderful. And that you don't have any danger at all. But yet, if you were to fall asleep in this world, this great harlot, then you're going to die right in there. Let's all turn to the book of Revelation. Revelation 17. Revelation 17, verse 1. Revelation 17, verse 1. Um, verse 1. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on the many waters. Verse 2. With whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So over here, this describes a vision that John saw in the book of Revelation. So the angels told him, come and see. Come, come, I will show you. So what are you looking at? And that he saw a great harlot, this woman who is very adulterous. So when the Bible describes the great harlot, don't think that it is just a, don't think that it is just an old wrinkly lady. Why is that so? Because if 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 she is so ugly, how is she going to entice you? Of course, she is very alluring. And then the hairstyle is very beautiful. And of course, very um and her, her and her dressing is probably very revealing. And of course, very sweet with her tongue. And then very fragrant all over. Very gentle. And that every single man that walked past her will all be enticed by her. And if she is ugly, how can she attract any man? So this is a spiritual harlot, this great harlot who sits on the many waters. 
Today we are the bride of Christ. We are already betrothed to Christ Jesus. We already have a marriage covenant with Lord Jesus. And so a woman who is betrothed, who should you be thinking of? Of course you will be thinking of your groom. And the same way around, the groom will also think about the fiancé. But yet here, a third party show up. This is the great harlot. And the Bible says that she is the great Babylon. And this Babylon is very, very attractive. The same thing, this whole world is very attractive as well. And first we talk about money. Let's look at verse 4. So this woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. Purple is the color of royalty. And scarlet is also a very precious color. And she's adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. So she is very noble, very much of a royal fair. So this represents what this whole world is pursuing after. And just a single dress can be uh, can be tens of thousands of dollars. And that gold and precious stones can be thousands of dollars. Everyone is running after those things. Everyone is going after all the materialistic pleasures. And so this is how the whole world is stealing your heart away from God. So it's not just the gold and the silver. Anything that will tear you away from the heart of Jesus, it is the great harlot. But yet today, so many of us, we are all drunken and falling asleep in this comfort zone. And last week, I was in Dallas um, attending the um, Holy Worker Seminar. All the preachers were there. And all the deacons were there. And we were there for um, five days, and all the ministers um, came together to discuss all the issues of the church. And most of them are workers um, from the states. So while we are discussing, um, we came up with a, 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 an important point. And everyone agreed with this um, perspective. The present day church, it is so difficult to pastor. And it seems that all of our hearts are all busy running after the world. And all of us, we are enjoying such high standards of living. But yet, the fewer the number is declining of the attendance in the church. And some of the churches has not even started with their evening services. And because no one comes to the evening services, so they just 
um, close the chapel and have online services instead. And so they have um, declined um, after um, a pre-COVID time. So why is that so? 今天如果老闆跟你說你不回來上班,你就沒有工作,你看會不會去上班。So today if your boss would tell you if you don't come back to the office for work, then you're you're um, you know, um, dismissed. Then of course you will show up for work. 沒有說你不想開車去,但是你第一次老闆叫你去,你不去是沒有的啊。And of course you don't want to drive to the office to work, but if your boss says so, you got to go. 那為什麼現在今天的人 then why is it that um, for so, so many of us people, and that the young people they can drive so far a, a distance to go to work? They can send they can drive their, their children for hockey classes and all these other classes. But yet when it comes to services, they will just, oh well, just stay home. Why is that so? So why is it that we don't use we don't turn our heart pursuing after the world towards God? So theoretically speaking, we should be pursuing after God more than after the world. But yet now our heart has turned cold. Why is that so? Because we have fallen asleep in this world. So let's wake up from our sleep. Because this great Babylon is heading towards destruction. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 18. Revelation 18. Verse 18. Revelation 18 verse 18. And they cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, Was it, What is like this great city? Um, verse 19, And they threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships in the sea become rich by her wealth, for in one hour she is made desolate. So the great Babylon is falling down in destruction. So we must wake up from our slumber. We, love, we live in this world, but we don't love this world. So don't be enticed by this great harlot. So that's why the psalmist prayed to God. Oh Lord, let me not fall asleep the sleep of death. Enlighten my eyes so that my eyes will be bright. And so please help us with our weakness. 唱诗, Let's sing him. Verse 49. 